Welcome to Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast, your weekly opportunity to tune in and listen to the best review team online, taking time out to chat with you and each other about all topics in the world of lingerie, hosiery, and much more. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome to the Lingerie Lowdown podcast. I am Daisy May, one of the presenters here, and I have been invited to join this wonderful podcast at Lingerie Lowdown. And my little channel here, where I'm going to be discussing lots of um, interesting topics, is titled Vintage Glamour Devotee. So that literally means I am devoted to my vintage glamour. And when I say devoted, I am so, so, so devoted. I uh, I mean, I've always got red nails on. I always wear red lipstick, even if I'm working home alone and I'm not going to see anyone and I'm just literally working at home, I will be wearing red lipstick. The same as if I go to the gym, I'll do my fringe. I might tie my hair back in a ponytail as I'm working out, but I've got my red lipstick on. So... I am genuinely someone who uh, really believes in uh, what I do and what I wear and it's like an extension of me, it's like me expressing my personality, Um, it's, it's just something that is, I don't feel right without it, I don't feel like me without red nails and red lips um I just it's something that I feel embodies what I love my passions and uh what I'm about really as a person now I would also classify myself as a lingerie addict and I obviously say that with a slight joke but (laughs) I have so much lingerie it's quite ridiculous um there's going to be other times on this podcast where I will talk about my love for specific brands like Dita Von Teese perhaps and uh, some other wonderful brands um but I am genuinely someone who believes in doing things for yourself uh you don't need an occasion to wear red lips or lingerie you don't need someone to wear it for um other than that someone being yourself um so I am genuinely um wanting to get that message across to people that it's important to feel good about yourself and um, any time where you allow yourself, even if it's 10 minutes in the morning, to just connect with yourself, prepare yourself for the day. For me, that's a cup of coffee and red lipstick. For some people that might be yoga, I don't know, it might be watching some sport on TV for 10 minutes before they go to work. It can be anything. It can be anything that just gives you those those minutes to yourself. So that is how I pretty much start every single day. <laughs> so yeah, how I start every day as a vintage glamour devotee, which which isn't a joke, it's a Sunday and I'm in my pyjamas and I'm wearing red lipstick. So <laughs> it's, um yeah, it's something that I, I genuinely love and I uh, wish that everybody uh, to feel good in, in what they wear and to feel good in themselves um, by whatever means that is. So if you haven't seen any of my pictures on social media, I do do a, I mean, I, I am a model. I guess I find that a bit cringy to say that still, but I, I, I do do modelling and I get paid to do it. So I guess that's that's the classification for a job. <laughs> and I do perform as a, uh, as Daisy May doing burlesque as well. Now, I am relatively new, I guess you could say, 
Um, this has only been something that I've been doing in my 20s. I'm 28 this year and I started doing it in my early 20s. Um, I am going to go a little bit into um, why I didn't go into it before and what I did before, uh, just because I think it's um, it's quite an interesting message and maybe it will help others to feel inspired or to just believe in themselves a little bit more, um, which is something that I didn't do enough um, from the age of about 17 to about 22, 21. Again, it's only a short period of time, um, but any time is, is time and time is precious. So um, when I was younger, I always always loved vintage movies I'd watch Elvis films with my nan and I'm so familiar with I mean I don't know movies like with Diana Dawson Marilyn Monroe I just anything which I am very aware that when it's very easy to glamorize these eras um there's obviously a lot of issues around these films and areas like racism and sexism um, which again, I potentially could be into another podcast where I can talk about this. Um, but it's just the actual aesthetics of it, the, the the clothing and the hair, the styling, the music. It's it's that part that I love because it's just it's such a strong, a strong aesthetic, especially on a woman. You know, to be wearing red, like perfect red lips every day, styled your hair. You, you've got fetish high heels on that you just you can vaguely walk in you know and a, a, a wiggle skirt or a pencil skirt sometimes they're called like a hobble skirt and it's literally you have to wiggle and like tiptoe in these things you know I just I love that side of the glamour and uh, the the lingerie and the fully fashioned stockings or nylons as some people call them if you don't know what they are they're the stockings that have the lovely line line up the back so it's a very sophisticated, uh, polished look. And for some reason, ever since I was a very little girl, it's always something that I've looked at and just thought, wow, wow. Like, it, it, if I ever saw a woman that looked like that and would walk past, I'd just think, you just look otherworldly. Like, it's just beautiful. And I'm aware that what maybe I perceive as beautiful is definitely not other people's idea. Um, but for me, seeing a woman who just looks bold and fierce could scare any man just by marching past, you know, it's just, I love it. I just think it's absolutely fantastic. And again, with the burlesque, it's a, it's a similar aesthetic. You know, you've got the bold lips and the beautiful hair and the long nails. It's all very showgirl. It's all very dramatic, um, which maybe gives you an insight into what my personality is. <laughs> might be like maybe I'm slightly dramatic and uh maybe I I love the uh, the attention of uh having this fierce bold look and I say these words as as compliments I know other people can say fierce and mean severe or bold standoffish and it does it makes people think oh no but I really don't see it like that I just think it's such a beautiful look um and you know that doesn't mean I find, you know, the way other people dress unappealing. I just think if you're if you want to and you enjoy it and wearing whatever makeup or no makeup, the clothing you wear is an expression or extension of you and you enjoy it. I just I love seeing that in people. It doesn't even have to be vintage glamour. If I see somebody else doing that, I just think, oh, good for you. You know, it's just lovely seeing someone radiate in 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 
flourishing and who they are and that confidence and that happiness of being able to just be authentically yourself when it radiates through it it affects other people you know it's a beautiful positive energy that that is uh released for everybody and it's just it's wonderful and who who wouldn't want to be around people like that it's just i think it's fantastic so when i started wearing red lipstick which i think is the first stage where i was able to start expressing this side of me because my schools wouldn't allow makeup like that. You could wear nude lips or whatever, but you couldn't wear red. So I live in the UK, uh, in England, and I started wearing red lipstick when I was 16 years old because I left school at 16 when everybody does um, here. And I was allowed to wear red lips in college, so I wore it in college. And again, at uni, I was allowed there too. So Occasionally I've changed lipstick colour. I might have worn like a pink or like a a deep purpley brownie red or something. Uh, but I have always worn red lipstick every single day. Um, so, I mean, there might have been a handful of days where I didn't. <laughs> if I was going swimming or something like that. But that's pretty much 12, 12 consecutive years of me wearing red lipstick every single day. So I think I have earned the uh, <laughs> the the t- the title for this podcast of the vintage glamour devotee because I am genuinely devoted to um, just the the fierceness and the funness of being able to be a be a be a pinup I guess. Now, I I always wanted to do um, something creative, whether that was a career or as a hobby or something. I'm just a very creative person. And when I, when I left high school, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Now, deep down, I still had this love for, I don't know if anyone listening has ever felt this, but when you look at some models, it could, it could be anybody, think of anybody that you look at, maybe it's a musician or an actress, an actor, anybody that's maybe famous or that you've seen in a photograph or something and you look at it and think wow like I'd love to be that beautiful to be able to be that to be a model in a shoot like that or be a dancer in a music video or on stage acting with these people or whatever whatever it could be if you've had those kind of feelings that is the the feeling that that I live with for quite a long time and I I never thought that I could be a girl standing in lingerie in a photo looking good and feeling good because um, they're different things feeling and looking good it's a lot of it's in your head if you feel good then you look good and what matters most is, is how you feel you know and I'm sure underlying there's uh, I know there's a, I know there's a few reasons but I'm sure there's more that of that sort of gave me those feelings of not feeling good about myself um and being um no, I didn't feel bad about myself. I just didn't believe that I had the ability to uh, get to that place. Um, I knew I had talents doing other things and, I, and I've always been quite a confident person. I just didn't have that little bit of extra boost, gumption, courage, uh, drive or whatever it, whatever you want to call it to, to take that leap and make that extra jump to... Uh, to to get to networking and putting myself out there to do modelling and applying to jobs and messaging models and photographers and I just didn't I didn't don't know why I just I didn't and I uh, I went to uni and I graduated and I still had that feeling that just 
that feeling that never went away of me wanting to to just be this dramatic person on stage just relishing and people screaming my name and making people laugh and entertaining people and being able to watch people you know laugh and and enjoy themselves you know that 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 is a huge part of it and maybe some of that does sound slightly narcissistic but it's it's all meant in a in a performer way it's not it's not from insecurity it's not from anything narcissistic it's genuinely um a passion for excitement and dancing and being provocative and and fierce you know it's uh something that I I would look at other people and, and wish I could do and as soon as I had my first photo shoot and I first stepped on stage granted I was nervous I was the most nervous I've ever been in my entire life um but the second I was on stage and I could feel the energy between the, the audience and me and making them laugh and even making mistakes on stage and being able to go with the flow and and turn it into part of the act and and that all those wonderful feelings of being a performer uh were just electric and they made me feel amazing so that was kind of all those feelings I had of wow she's amazing I ended up doing and I ended up being proud of myself like oh wow you did it like you're starting to do it so that's the kind of feeling that I would watch other people have and think wow to be able to capture an audience or to be able to have that that courage I managed to finally do so to go back a little bit after I graduated uni I I kind of looked around about like how to get into burlesque so I would advise anybody the same really if you want to get into it social media is a huge part of everything now uh, the pr- promoting yourself getting booked um connecting with other people so a huge part of it is supporting other performers and supporting other shows and going to shows and supporting other people and sharing their art and their shows and and being a part of that community so i started to kind of delve into that on instagram really um just looking at burlesque shows and seeing in the photos what burlesque performers were performing and following them and commenting on their things and being like wow this is amazing and then because of that you'd find other performers and the photographers and the lingerie brands and before I knew it I was just following all of these wonderful inspirational people and I think that is partly what gave me the boost that I needed to start doing it. Enjoying the conversations today? Well, we wanted to take a short break to tell you more about our website. Are you looking to treat a loved one or yourself to some new lingerie or hosiery and don't know where to start? Let the most diverse team of presenters from around the globe introduce you to more than 460 brands as we publish new and exclusive reviews every day. In fact, we have over 5,000 reviews online right now and you can join us from only $7.99 a month. However, we want to treat you to something a little special for listening to our podcast today. So use the promo code podcast when buying a three, six or 12 month membership and we'll give you an extra 10% off the purchase price. Best of all, there's no time limit with this code so you can keep using it each time you renew your membership. 
Please note this is not applicable to the monthly membership. So, after listening to the rest of this podcast, head on over to lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use the promo code podcast today. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the podcast. So I was about 21 at this point. I wish I had just done it when I left school at 17, 18. Because, you know, to have an extra few more years, now I could be a lot more established. But obviously you can't change the past. And I did have some other wonderful experiences and life lessons that brought me to this place. So I don't I don't regret any of it. Um, but, you know, I learned a harsh lesson of uh, the only one stopping you from doing these things is really when it boils down to it is is you when you strip everything back it's you um so i hope that's one thing that people can take from this podcast is uh try and believe in your believe in yourself as much as possible because trust me sometimes you you will surprise yourself of the things you can do i never ever thought i would have would have had some of these opportunities that i've had recently uh 10 years ago um one of my friends actually gave me a really nice compliment recently saying that if the 16 year old daisy may saw you she would have wanted to to be you she would have looked at you like wow when I grew up I want to be like her and he's like you're finally becoming that person that you wanted to be and I was like oh I'm gonna cry that is the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me um but it's true if you if you put the work in and you believe in yourself and you stick with the things that are right and when they're not you grow and you change and you do other things and you keep growing as a person you you will get to that place even though at times it does, it feels like you won't, you, you will, I promise you, you will. Um, cause I'm here now and I still sometimes have days where I'm like, I'm not sure, but that's, that's part of human nature, you know? So we're all on this wonderful journey and I'm still on it now. I'm still not a, a hugely established blessed performer or model, but I'm, I'm working towards that. So as I'm networking on social media, um, I, I had never done like a real proper boudoir shoot and I thought I need to I need to start getting some like modeling photos and I want to know if I'm actually good at modeling you know because I started to take my own photos of myself like selfies and you know doing my hair and dressing up in laundry and taking my own photos of myself just to be like I wonder if I look stupid or I wonder if I look ugly or you know like just being silly and, and and doubting myself and I had um I had a few photographers contact me and uh, again, through this is all through networking. This is all through work I was doing that I didn't think was work. All through networking and supporting other people. Eventually other people found me and I got talking to people and I ended up doing some TFP prints, uh, shoots, sorry, which are time for print. So the photographer shoots you for free and you give your modelling time for free and you can both use the photos for your websites, your portfolios, etc. And uh some of these people or actually all of them I still talk to now five six years later I'm still chatting to these people and I still know them and I have worked with them since so it's definitely a definitely a social media can definitely be a wonderful platform if if you if you put the work in and, and allow it to be um it comes with its faults but it does have its positives obviously um and after my first shoot it was like I had a quite a good response and I my following started to build and I was getting more opportunities and I I just thought, wow, I, I, maybe I can, maybe I can do this. Like these photos are actually quite good. And it, it gave me again, another boost that I needed because I'd put myself in this new situation. 
that I wasn't sure if I was going to be good in and I was nervous for and I was scared and I did it and I was like wow okay take that off the list I've got my first shoot and about a month before this no not about a month it was about four months before this shoot this shoot was in the new year and it was just before Christmas I'd done my first group burlesque show so I had looked around online to try and see how to get into burlesque and it was kind of saying do different dance classes and a lot of burlesque performers will usually do classes where you can learn routines and things but I found this one in Brighton where at the end of six weeks you were able to go on stage with the group that you had learned a little routine with and you could perform and um, I just really enjoyed it and I met so many nice people that I did I just did a few more so I did a beginner's one then I went straight to there was intermediate and advanced went straight to advanced and I met a few girls in that course and we did a, a wonderful trio together a different performance and then I, I went to doing um a solo um and that was all over the space of about 18 months I would say 18 months just over a year and again each time that I did these things it just again I was still nervous and I wasn't sure if it would lead anywhere if I'd ever be able to be a burlesque performer on my own and between the the courses that were probably about four or five months apart they I would do different photo shoots and things with different people and every time I did these things it was like a little bit of a boost of confidence a little bit and gradually it got to the point where now I don't really get nervous to go on a photo shoot which is wonderful um and the only thing I really get nervous about I'm a typical Virgo I will plan 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 because I get really nervous and I'll triple check that I've not forgotten anything over and over and over (laughs) um the only thing I get nervous about is being late so I have to leave early I get scared that I'll oversleep and I'll miss my train even though I never have and um I, I, I just worry that I'll forget something and I will just keep going over those things that's the only part that I actually get nervous about um from putting myself in a lot of these um, new environments and new situations, um, it's definitely helped to build my my character um, as a person, but as as Daisy May, um, as someone who um, hopefully does come across sometimes as professional, <laughs> as much as I uh, do the things I do, but someone that would hopefully get booked for things like shoots or uh, for burlesque shows um, and... Also, I think that when you when you do something that that scares you, it genuinely gives you this kind of kind of a rush. And it's it's quite an addictive feeling because, you know, you you work, work, you work really hard for something and then you get nervous and then you have that area, especially as a creative person where you where doubt might come in and then you do it. And then the rush you get after after all that hard work and all that like dedication and, and it's it's like your baby you know when you when you do burlesque or art or modeling it's just something that you're so proud of and it's so personal to you um even when it goes wrong it can be so upsetting but it's never goes as wrong as you think it does and even when it does go wrong you still get that huge rush of like i need to do this more why am i not doing this more so over the course of about 18 months into sort of two years I just more opportunities gradually started filtering in um, and in all honesty I could have pushed this harder but I was working full-time at the time as well um I did work at Ann Summers briefly for for a, 
that's it briefly actually it was about two years I worked at Ann Summers um in between modeling and performing and things and uh, I did really enjoy it it was it was uh one of the most wonderful part of it which is again why um with working with Lord Laundry Lowdown it's something that we do here that obviously all the presenters will enjoy is being able to inspire pass some words of wisdom and knowledge onto you guys to hopefully make you feel good about you know being your authentic self and feeling good in the skin that you're in whatever shape you are um we're all different and and celebrating that and being able to to feel beautiful you know that's just just absolutely wonderful and especially when it comes to items like lingerie and toys and you know burlesque is slightly intimate of course and they're things that we hold you know close to us because they are personal so if you can feel good about showing those things and doing those things it's just it's celebrating it's absolutely wonderful so that is a little bit about me uh the fact that I've always wanted to do these things I doubted myself I went through a degree that wasn't related to any of this because I wasn't sure of what I wanted to do um and then as I graduated and I had the time to reassess where I was at um I did continue freelancing as a designer for quite a while after my degree um my degree was actually in fashion knitwear. So again, I'm again I'm a very creative person and I'm sure I've learned things there that have helped me to make costumes and things like that that have given me more confidence as a designer and knowing what colors work and compositions for things. It's it's all been things that have led me to this place. It's only really that after you graduate and you have more time and you money, you know, your skin when you're a student that that you can really push yourself into these things. So I am genuinely really really pleased that it's led me to where I am now um the only thing I would say is that I left Ann Summers uh 20 I want to say 2018 2019 2019 I left Ann Summers and that was just before Covid hit obviously in 2020 and I thought Balesque is is going well I'm working on some new ideas the modeling's going okay um, I had an evening job that paid well and I was like, right, let's leave the day job. Let's really take the plunge here and go fully self-employed as Daisy May, as the brand Daisy May. Um, and I also do have my own little brand that I've, I keep going back in and leaving because I get busy and obviously it costs a lot of money. Um, but uh, feel free to check that out. The link is on my Instagram. My brand name is Madame May Bazaar and it's a, p- a pin-up knitwear interior funky little brand thing uh, which I'm going to be releasing new things for again as I say I've always been a very creative person with different lots of different things going on going on at once um so yeah I I kind of I went self-employed and it felt like the right time because I'd worked really really hard since leaving uni for the last, last sort of four years and saved money and I thought right now's the time go (laughs) self-employed and obviously COVID hit and I was like oh oh right okay so no ballet performing is going on you can't shoot with people I've lost my night job because any entertainment industries bars like everything went so I was like right I'm I'm lost again I I felt like even though I I I've always known who I am and I still did in COVID and I've always had confidence in myself, maybe not in the bo- modelling and balance to start with. Um, 
but I've always been very sure of myself as a person and what I stand for. But when, when COVID hit, it really took me back to that place of when I was going to uni and I was like, I, I don't know what I want to do. I'm I'm confused. I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, it took me back to that place because obviously, every, you know, you lose all control, as we all know, and everything kind of went away without without much notice at all. So it's kind of only recently, uh, say in the last sort of six months, that uh, my modelling has picked up. I have my own uh, website. I shoot a lot of my own content. I really, really enjoy it. Um, I since have modelled for people like uh, Love Honey. But again, this is what I want to stress. It's through social media. This is through Instagram and Twitter. 99% of it for Instagram. But people will see you and they'll think, should be great at modeling our stuff and you can do um some of it is like sponsored posts and ads that's all paid work some of it is gifted items i've had a lot of gifted items but some of it's also paid work and through lockdown i thought well these opportunities that presented me when i started getting into modeling were through instagram so let's just go back to Instagram. So I started shooting my own photo shoots every single week, editing my own stuff, getting more confident as as a photographer, a model, editing, making my own website, promoting myself like a brand. It is a full-time job. Anyone that thinks this is glitz and glamour on the outside, it's bloody hard. It's really, really hard. Rewarding, fantastic, incredible, but really hard. Um, so yeah, I thought, right, let's just pour all my energy into that. That's the only thing I can control right now. And those things have led me to paid modelling work in lockdown. And through that, people like Lingerie Lowdown started following me. And one of the other lovely other presenters, uh, Frankie Wild, actually recommended me to Lingerie Lowdown. So again, through promoting myself and believing in myself and putting myself out there, I managed to get this wonderful job as a presenter and now one of the po- podcast people, which is amazing, for Lingerie Lowdown. And this is this is all from, from like networking online, um, which is just absolutely fantastic. So if there's anything I can say to anybody, it is genuinely keep going. Obviously, allow yourself time off. Allow yourself to just not feel it some days. It's absolutely fine. Um that doesn't mean that you're failing or not doing well by any means. It's just, you'll get there. It It is just hard. And especially nowadays with everyone being on social media, it's a very saturated place. So going back to one of the first things I mentioned in this podcast is about being your authentic self. And if you were always, it sounds so cheesy, but if you were always true to yourself and what you love and what you, what you believe in, that will always shine through and it will always come across as genuine people aren't always going to like you there's plenty of people that I'm sure don't like me and it's absolutely fine because if you're being yourself it doesn't matter because you're being genuine and you're being authentic um and when you present yourself that way and your 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 personality shines and your confidence shines you don't even have to be a confident like a outgoing loud person like myself you could be a lot more shy and introverted but you you show the world on Instagram whatever that side of you is that could be what people book you for for modeling or whatever it is that you do maybe you're a writer or a musician what, what whatever it is um put it out there because 
you've literally got nothing to lose. Um, if this is the kind of industry you want to get in where you need to network online, I think social media is a wonderful, um, a wonderful weapon. Uh, it's it genuine, genuinely is as much as it is annoying for models because we constantly get censored and told that we're doing something wrong, which we're not. It is genuinely a wonderful place where you can connect with people all over the world. Again, like Laundry Low down here, there are presenters all over the world. And I'm sure there's people listening to this to this podcast from all over the world. And there are subscribers from all over the world. So it is genuinely, uh, genuinely really, really cool. So please do feel free to uh, follow me on social media. Um, this is kind of just like a beginning introduction as me, as the vintage glamour devotee. Briefly how I got into laundry and modelling. Um, and there are some other really exciting podcast ideas that I have that will um that will be hopefully released soon um and I'll obviously update on social media when they go live and things like that so please do feel free to follow me and um, please check out the laundry lowdown youtube channels there's some incredible other presenters and there's just there's so much here for you at laundry lowdown to listen to every podcast there is different um there's just different presenters there's so many different like topics that people discuss it's fantastic so there really is something for everybody through all the different laundry laydown platforms and of course uh i'm still on this journey of the burlesque and modeling and i say how i got into it but i'm sure at some point i can hopefully update you on developments in that and if you follow me you'll be able to see the sneaky previews of my shows the reviews i'm coming up and of course um, if you haven't seen me review something that's on my social media, drop me a review. Or if there's something that I talk about on my social media, especially on Instagram, I'm quite vocal about a lot of things that I believe in. Um, sometimes that still makes me nervous because sometimes you get a lot of hate for it. Um, but I do genuinely stand up for the things that matter and that affect people. So I am very, um, I'm very loud about that. <laughs> so if there is anything that you see me talking about on my Instagram or even on my Twitter and you think, I'd love to know more about that, please just drop us a message because obviously as much as the reviews are here to inspire you guys and to, uh, you know, educate and delight and make you feel great, so is the podcast. So please do uh, drop us a message or drop me a message and... Uh, if you want to hear me talk about anything else specifically on a podcast, I'm really open to suggestions. But I do have some un other uh, wonderful topics that uh, we can uh, hopefully look forward to. So thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, again, I am Daisy May, the Vintage Glamour Devotee. So if you're somebody that loves lingerie, maybe you're not sure, maybe you are sure, uh, there's going to be a lot more talk on uh, the types of lingerie I love and why um, and more into the vintage glamour side of things soon so until then uh, please check out the other podcasts they are fantastic and uh, yeah take care and I'll speak to you soon thanks for joining us on lingerie lowdown the podcast don't forget that we release a brand new episode every Wednesday for you all to enjoy. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, make sure to catch us same time, same place next week.
Don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get an extra 10% off a three, six or 12 month membership today.